0: <laughs> and then, and then, and then he said, My no. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's quite funny because oh. they were, they were indeed. His balls. No one else's. <laughs> no one else's balls have this many balls. No. no. Can juggle the balls.
1: Are they very loose? <laughs> loose balls. Uh, Welcome to the new podcast, Loose Balls. Yeah, I don't want to do
0: big damn Cassidy Balls. Let's do Loose Balls. Yeah. I'm to Loose Balls, everybody. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. Grab them and cough Johnson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm Matt, knock them together Watson. Oh, oh, like
0: oh a, yes. Like a pendulous desk ornament. Yeah,
1: yeah, like uh, clackers.
0: <laughs> Just like tap them on one side and yeah. let them go. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of letting them go, um, let it go. Frozen. Let it go. Is not in our news this week. But what is in our news oh, this okay. week okay. Uh, is we had a triple threat of trailers over the last couple of days. Truck. Uh Yeah, a, a big old chunky truck of fun.
1: Uh, um, that's no way to talk about John C. Riley instead of
0: Oli. Hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. Don't dream it's over. It is. It but is uh, we... Yeah, we're going to have a chingwagon about them NAR trailers. NAR. And the built-in NAR trailers. But also, you little boogers, um, we're going to delve a little bit after the third one into, into some of the expanded universe of a certain cinematic universe. Yes, Which... Is sort of forgotten, um, yeah. which is odd considering it's every bloody where. But uh, yeah, and then we, we might have a peek at some email, and then if not,
1: we'll, we'll just uh, you can set fire to your listening device. But but first, set fire to your listening device in protest. Yes, don't don't do that. It contains noxious chemicals. Uh, first off, I'm going to tell you about a thing that was announced earlier today that uh, might surprise you, Christopher. Oh yes. So out of nowhere. Sony, in their infinite wisdom... I say infinite wisdom, they don't have infinite wisdom. They're more like... They're they're like the infinite monkeys, uh, infinite typewriters. Um, And occasionally they get something right. And this might be something they've got right. It is, in fact, a just-announced PlayStation Classic. What the dick? It's a small mini PlayStation 1... Huh. With a HDMI output and twenty preloaded games, the full range is yet to be announced. But it's they've shown off so far: Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, RID Racer Type Four, Tekken Three, and Wild Arms. Um, it comes with two original PS One controllers, and I'm by original I mean original. They're not Dual Shocks, so we're not going to be getting yeah. any Dual Shot compatible games on it. That's fine, um, yeah. and makes sense HDMI and USB power it does the whole you touch the reset button to change the game and you touch no you touch the disc button to change the game the reset button to pause stuff and presumably it's got save states and stuff in it it'll be some sort of they've had a PS1 emulator that works on pretty much any software forever because we're going way back to the PS2 PSP um so yeah it's it's not for it's not for me you know what? Because I've got most of the games that I want for PS One already. Well, he, yeah, here's my here's my beef, Sonny. Jim. What's your beef? Um, I mean, I get it. Like the the I mini,
0: get it. mini NES and the mini SNES. That's why they're really doing it. Well. This is going to do
1: bank gangbusters. It's Mega it's, Drive got like a version on the way, haven't they? I think. Uh, there's various one. like licensed Mega Drives that yeah. aren't as good as the. Um, but, but I know the they I know they
0: stopped them because there was rumour mill a while back that like sega or someone was putting together yeah, like a they mega might drive version of it with, um, with like a 40 game library or something which SMK, again would be which would be
1: more would be more impressive 40 games would be snk have done a neo geo mini okay um, when do we get the dreamcast that's my that's never, never never gonna happen uh we, i don't think we're gonna get a n64 mini at this point we'll mm. see that might happen because you gotta do those controllers but it's it, also it's... it's been announced at 99 dollars 99 so that's about 90 quid so it's Here's my qualm with that. Here's what's your qualm? PlayStation 1s are relatively easy to acquire. There's one on your shelf here, there's, there's one on my shelf at home. Yep. Um, um go to any charity shop, you're likely to find, if not a PlayStation 1, some PlayStation 1 games. And you know what you know what plays PlayStation 1 games? A PlayStation 2. And
0: a PlayStation 3. Yep. So, if you have a PS3, which is as well. Easier to acquire one of those than the PS1. Yeah. And for a very, very relatively great prices as well. Secondhand but or unopened, you can get PS3s for less than
1: £100. Again, this is what I'm saying. It's not for me, and it's not for you. You know who it's for? Hipsters. It's for the people who grew up with the PlayStation and haven't played video games since. Who walk into a shop and go, Ooh, a PS1. Oh, it's got these games that I remember playing. Final Fantasy VII. I used to love that when I was in school. And then they buy it for 100 quid and take it home, plug it in and play it once and never play it again. That's who it's for. Because I was going to say... That's the same people who bought the NES Mini and the SNES Mini. Because the PS1 library, like a good 60-70%
0: of the PS1 library is on PSN. And if you have a a PSP even, or a Vita, or a PS3, you can download and play those suckers within seconds. And they're usually not very pricey.
1: They're about an 8 quid usually.
0: Yeah, for the sort of big titles. But you yeah, get yeah, sales yeah, even, yeah. happen from time to time that knock them down to about three quid.
1: Yeah. I think I got all three of the classic Resident Evil games for PS1 for something like seven quid in a sale or something.
0: And and I know these shops aren't as common, but like in small towns you usually get like second-hand shops and folks on yeah. games and CDs that have extended... I mean, at Lincoln, where I've done Panto, um, Gotham Games, there's a shop there called Gotham Games. Yeah. Which yeah. the entire upper floor... Is PS1 games like all along one wall?
1: Yeah, plenty of them. They're about, they're between one and ten pounds based on what the game is. It's like I'm saying, it's like I'm saying, Chris, it's not for us and it's not, probably not for people who listen to this podcast. It's for people who haven't played games since they were a kid and don't have any current consoles, but they just want, they're just going after that nostalgia. If you're already already into gaming Mm -hmm. and you you have modern consoles, you've probably already got this stuff or access to it. Uh, the 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 upside to this, as with yeah. the mini SNES and
0: mini <laughs> NES, is associated uh, such in touch. Say, shut up, boys! Fucking spotlight. Uh, the of course. The um, uh, can, can you play the role of a tiny Vietnamese girl?
1: Uh, can you audition yesterday in Taiwan?
0: <laughs> god, for a role that's available four days prior to the audition. Yeah, thanks. Um, Fuck off. Oh god. Anyway, um, so hey guys, pay one hundred seven, one hundred and twenty. <laughs> Seven hundred quid a year to have a link to send to agents because that's pretty much all it's good for nowadays.
1: Putting you on a shortlist, but in terms of spurious value, let's go back to the PlayStation Classic. Yes. Oh god! Uh. Um, the 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 one thing those two consoles and
0: this one is doing that is great is the ease portion of yeah. oh HDMI cable plugged in done yeah um, because of course if you want to play an older console um, certain TVs nowadays even. Uh, don't, like the big tellys tend to have these options, but yeah. the smaller TVs that people have, like in their rooms or stuff, or if they've just got a smaller telly, uh, don't tend to have AV cable ports nope. or a SCART port. No, nope. um, big T big TVs do. On the back of that TV up there, there is yeah. one SCART port and one AV um, port as well. All
1: my various TVs of various sizes have some sort of AV input and SCART. Yeah. Input.
0: So if you've got those, you can play these older consoles quite easily. You just plug them in. Well, you. you say that. Okay, well, the Nintendo ones tend to have more of a struggle. Nintendo ones tend to. on sort of turn them off, on off, on. It off depends on, until it goes, on the
1: Ooh. game because because
0: it's something. Believe it or not, with some of those, it's something to do with functioning parts in your TV that aren't because they're not used really yeah. fun- a lot. They need sort of waking up. It's also just a weird thought. So you have to turn the console off and on and off and on. It's off also and on.
1: just about the way video standards have changed over the last hmm. twenty years. If, like, you have, if you have a
0: TV with auto auto adjust on on the uh, resolution and everything, then you're fine. Like if I plug a PS two into this TV in the living room, um, it goes on immediately. You say that, but if I plug also... a PS
1: one in it does take a couple of goes for it modern TVs would a different aspect ratios different frame rates they handle incoming mm. signals differently so sometimes they're stretched sometimes they interlace or deinterlace frames that should be interlaced or deinterlaced or vice versa mm. um they um they don't display the the stuff that's coming through the signal correctly because it's using tricks to make it display properly yeah. on old hardware that is no longer used in modern TVs so That's that's the main problem you have when um, when you're doing old stuff direct from original hardware, and emulation tends to smooth out a lot of those things.
0: But when it comes to the PlayStation library, that only affects you really if you want to revisit the PS2. Because if you want to revisit the PS1, you've got
1: your PlayStation 3 with its HDMI cable already plugged in. Well, no, because that's what I'm saying. Even if you're going through HDMI, because of the video formats that are used in the games. But, But on the PS3, for the most
0: part, it looks... That it looks the tits. What well, a playing playing a PlayStation One game on PS3. looks I don't looks think the I'd tits.
1: ever talk about a PlayStation One game looking the tits. I mean, it looks like, like it's me- I mean, it
0: looks like it's meant to. It doesn't look corrupted or stretched you can only, or anything. Well, some of them do. Oh God. Yeah. No, I've, 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 I've looked out with the ones. Yeah, that on yeah. Game, it's, you know. it's,
1: it's, it's rare, but sometimes you just get stuff that just like doesn't. Or even that it's not. It looked good. It looked good when it was twenty years ago because it was on a small CRT mm. and now it's on a massive widescreen flat panel and it just looks like ass. Not because it's stretched or corrupted, it's just because it the art style doesn't scale up very well. You get that with a lot of early polygonal 3D games, like go back and play the original Tomb Raider. No thanks. It's it's just rough. It's rough. <laughs> Final Fantasy seven is is rough. <laughs> like a lot of...
0: I think that's where the platformers have stood out more over time... With a oh yeah, like 2D sprite-based yeah. art
1: has, has aged way better than anything 3D and polygonal from that era. Hmm. Um, 3D polygonal stuff ages really quickly. Like early CGI, ages yeah. really quickly. Um, it depends how you use it. So if you're looking for that ease,
0: but I would still argue that 20 games on essentially just a, a thing that holds 20 games for 100 quid, that's a lot when those
1: games are, again... Available for game, so it. much cheaper. Yeah, but like I say, it's in the world. not for people who already have access to that stuff. True. That's not who it's for. Desch, very, very.
0: It's, true, not, it's
1: not a good value proposition for us, but we're not the target market, so. Hopefully, it will make a lot of people happy when they get it in their stockings this year or next year or whatever it is. I mean, it's it out. a pretty big fucking stocking.
0: Well, I don't know. Well,
1: I mean, the jewel shocks are going to be miniature. They're not going to be They're actual... not even jewel shock. Oh, it's the dual shock the control- no, they are they are original controllers. Oh, original size. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so they've just taken them and kitted them. Yeah, yeah. that's same as the um, mm. same thing they did with the NES Classic and the SNES Classic. they I thought they were miniature versions. No, no, they're full size controllers. But they, but the SNES and the NES Classic Mini have the um, the Wii uh, remote mm. jack. Yeah, talking. So you can hook them in. That's what they used to hook into the mini consoles, and then you use that so you can hook them up to a Wii mm. remote to then use it to play the virtual console games on a. On, a, on an actual NES controller or an actual SNES controller, uh, and it looks—I can't tell because of the, the the just the video they've announced— but it looks like their original style uh, PlayStation controllers, not Dual Shocks. Um, which, the, I, which, I,
0: which, I'll be honest, if they're doing this, they're obviously planning to do a PS2 version at some point. So save I the save the Dual Shock for that. So you can have that like natural not, evolution. Not thing yet going because on. of
1: the storage concerns. Because. Well the PS2 one could just be like we've got five games on it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's never going to happen. Um but it looks like they are original jack the original um connectors as well.
0: What would you... okay, so if 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 you were that kind of ps here. Yeah. If for example you didn't have a PS1 library access PS3 and you were buying a mini PS1. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are five games you definitely want on it to convince you to buy it? Um Hmm. Cuz I think you'd ha- I think you'd have to put Final Fantasy 7 on there. I think that would upset people if it wasn't on
1: there. Well it is. So it's okay. Yeah. Um Rezzy 2? Yeah, Resi 2, Crash Bandicoot, Original Tomb Raider, Gran Turismo. I mean that genre did kind of kick off in
0: a really big way on the PlayStation 1. Yeah, Gran it? Turismo 2.
1: Gran Turismo 2. Um Metal Gear Solid.
0: Yeah? yeah, Ah, yes, yeah, I think Metal Gear would be a, a big selling point. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the, what you'd have to do is you'd have to put stuff that still like
1: connections in the modern run as well, so people yeah. go, oh, let's play the original. You might not be able to do Gran Turismo if it uses Dual Shock. Oh, they'll just chuck F1 in there. Or something oh, say, yeah, yeah. Well, they've got a Racer of type 4. Well, <laughs> oh, they're like,
0: there. oh, shit, we, oh, we can't get the rights to anything. Just put Carmageddon on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, um, yeah. I mean, for me, I'd, yeah, similar sort
0: of stuff like Crash Bandicoot. Maybe not so much because
1: that was the killer app for the original for the PlayStation when it first came out. Mm, but because we've had
0: the Insane Trilogy, I don't think they'd rely on that maybe as much. Oh uh, yeah. Also, they might not be able to license.
1: No, they should be able to it's license they, it. on it because that's not had a update or an upgrade, and I need to like put that on there. Apparently, that's recently been rated for re-release. <gasps> Do you think they're going to give it a cheeky remaster, online play? Uh, I'm not sure. They might just do it a straight re-release. I mean, you can get it on PSN anyway. Yeah, you can get it now. But, um, um, I've got, I've got re- several
0: versions. I have the disc up there. If it's I've being... got a downloaded version on the PlayStation 3. I've got it on my PSP. And I've also got it on my PS Vita. Because it's, it's the best racing game
1: ever made. Don't at me. If it's being, re- if it's being re- re-rated, then it'll be for release on modern consoles. So it may be a remaster. God, that would be or cool. it may be a new game. I hope remaster, and I hope they, they have the absolute balls
0: to uh, make it eight player. Yeah. Like, so that the screen is just split into
1: loads of different sections. What what other, what other games would you want to see on there?
0: Um, I think I think you have to put a Tomb Raider on there for sure. I'd yeah. probably put Tomb Raider 3 on there. Yeah. Um, just sort of really show off the later end of the PlayStation 1 kind of, do you know what I mean? Because I, I know we have, I think, Revelations yeah. as well after that, but I think 3's the better game.
1: Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Yes!
0: Oh, complete with uh, Spider-Man and... Um, was it Spider-Man and Wolverine on that I one with the so. secret
1: characters? Not Pro Skater 3, because the PS2 version's better. Yes. Uh, and yeah, not Pro Skater you. 4, because the PS2 version's better. Yeah. Um, Pro Skater 2. Pro Skater 2. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Wipeout. Wipeout 2097, the second one.
0: Yeah. Um... Oh, uh, white Hart free. And again, it's a rights thing, but like one of the wrestling games would be interesting.
1: Yeah, you wouldn't be able to license that now. But it would be interesting, but it wouldn't what be license. What if able it was a defunct wrestling association?
0: Somewhere like WCW or whatever that doesn't exist in, in that way. Well, anymore. no, because it
1: has to be WW, WWF Attitude. Because that was the best one. Well,
0: it's true, but you had Hulk Hogan in the WCW
1: stuff, so you can sell it on that. Like, nostalgia! Look at these guys! Yeah, but that's also. WCW is now. That back catalogue is all owned by WWE. Oh, of course, yeah. They swallowed it up like a not alligator in a swamp. Like a gigantic swamp creature.
0: Well, um, we shan't be buying it. But uh, we hope people who do are happy. i guess. I'm sure you will Here's be. an idea, though, Sony. Why not release a console? Let's call it, I don't know, like uh, the PlayStation Retro or something like that. That is a backwards compatible console that plays PS1, 2 and 3 games. Maybe do that. Maybe because do that, guys. if they
1: already play those games physically, then they can't sell them again digitally and make any money off them. They have no financial reason to do that.
0: That's true. Well, alright, well then, we'll just sell a console that is not the PS4, considering you don't see if you're doing on the PS4. Sell a console that is specifically built to stream, stream and house digital versions of the back catalogue.
1: Yeah, they've got that. It's called the PS4.
0: Yeah, but... It's shit. PS4, the PS4's yeah, access to is. PlayStation 2 games is not great. It's very limited, or you spend money on a monthly subscription and have to guarantee you have enough free time to take advantage of it financially. Yeah. To play PlayStation 2 games. Yeah. When I'd much rather just have like a little hard drive with controllers that you can. That's capitalism. Yeah, gag, 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 gag. Uh... If you want that,
1: you have to steal the games. Big Damn Cast, yeah. we're encouraging you no, to steal no. our hearts with some want, trailers released If you this want to week. set up an emulation box, that's something you can do, but you can't do it legit. Um, no, legit, son. So it is legit. Stan and Ollie? Stan and Ollie. So, three
0: trailers have hit in the last couple of days, and the first of which is Stan and Ollie, uh, a film about part of the later career of Laurel and Hardy, starring Steve Coogan, who looks pretty dead ringer in some of these shots for Stan Laurel. He's pretty spot on. Um, and John C. Riley, who, through some phenomenal makeup and prosthetics work, is the spit of Oliver Hardy. Yep. It's not It's Nuts. really impressive. It looks so good. And a little scary. It, it's just a bit, in it? A little bit. Um, what I found fascinating watching this trailer, I watched it with Lucy the other night, and her, her first incl- inclination was, hang on, wait, Stan Laurel's British? And I was like, yeah. he's he's always sounded American and I was like well no because that's he's you know from the UK but he does have the like especially in the late years of his life he had the American twinge to his voice because he lived primarily out there didn't he he was in Hollywood for a very long time yeah Um, and because of that Coogan's
1: nailed it when you hear it in the trailer like Coogan's accent is spot the fuck on also he could just get away with his accent slipping yeah so but, it's fine but,
0: but he's, that's what I'm saying though he's got that like every sort of other word has that American cadence to it yeah, and yeah. stuff but he's, he's... he calls Ollie an ass at one point in the trailer yeah. and he the, it sounds American and it sort of takes you out of for a second you're like wait what but that's how he spoke that is yeah. how Stan Laurel spoke um, John C. Riley sounds exactly like Ollie it's I love John C. Riley. he's great isn't he he should be in all the things he's amazing like in everything's um, I want him, I want him to be the one who returns in Avengers Four and kills Thanos. <laughs> like, yes, we're wiping out my planet off screen. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yes, all all right. Um, because that made me happy. And then Glenn Close leaps in and just punches Thanos to death. You're like, why? Why are the Nova Corps like stuff shirt police people suddenly super
1: powered? And all the time they're screaming, "Rehire James Gunn! Rehire James yeah. Gunn!" <laughs> uh, and then Brie Larson punches an old lady. Glenn Close was the latest uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has to come out and, in support of James Gunn. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. Like, she's got no stake in that game. She's one no, done, but like, she's, she's gone, yeah, no, this is shit. She's like, it's very sad to imagine Guardians without James Gunn. That's awesome. Good honor. That's um, Glenn.
0: But this film, I don't know who's directed it, I know, like, I'm not sure who's on it. Let me uh, some guy. guy. Some... I know it's the
1: same guy who wrote Philomena. Okay. Which is very good. Okay, that makes me happy. If you haven't but, um, seen Philomena, you should see Philomena.
0: Uh, but, I mean, I've, I know a lot of our, our youngers, uh, our youngers, our listeners our skew, youngers. our listeners skew on the younger side. I was directed by uh, John S. Baird. John S. Baird. I know a lot of our listeners skew on the younger side. So, I'm going to say this to y'all now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say If you've not watched any Laurel and Hardy, if you're familiarity with Laurel and Hardy, is simply that you've heard the names and you can recognise, like, the silhouette, for example. Yeah. Um, please change that. Please change that. I implore you. Uh, because old-school cinema back in the day, like, you know, once the once pictures were becoming a thing and people were coming to watch the pictures and coming to watch a motion picture and all these shorts and everything, um, it was very literally, for the longest time, just translations of vaudeville and, and variety acts to the screen and sometimes very literally it was just a musical very loosely framed with big musical numbers yeah uh, which then carried on into the you know 30s 40s 50s the talkies becoming the musicals and everything um a lot of it is just i mean all the class classics and stuff things like singing in the rain are essentially just people go to watch theater so let's just do theater on screen yeah and it's like yeah it's fine and then it's like this 50s and 60s is when things got a bit more experimental and you start getting the, the different genres start to come through and and movies became much more than just, like, a musical put-on film. Um, which is not to, obviously, slag off the musical put-on film, because a lot of those things stand the test of time and are incredible. And a lot of them happened because people were dicks to each other. True. Uh, and it created incredible dance sequences, but these people were effectively monsters. Anyway, um, read into Hollywood, guys. It's great. Uh, but, yeah. uh, oh, how we long for a time when the only monsters behind the scenes in Hollywood were just twats who would <laughs> choreograph things to the point of people being in pain. Uh, but Stan and Ollie, they they stood out and still do because they were part of that pack of um comedians and comedy performers who begin in silent works and then move into talkies. Because of course, a lot of the silent era actors, their act and their their sort of their brand, as it were, was not continued into uh, films when when sound became an element. Because you
1: had rubbish voices.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's, I can't remember who it is, but there is like an actor who's...
1: <laughs> Was they like that with their voice, just did and not handsome and striking in them. They talk like this, and you open your mouth, and they say, Oh, yes. I call it the Beckham effect. I'm going to be the hero of this story. <laughs> it's
0: like, uh, David Beckham. Wow, what a man! Yeah, what a what fucking, a God, what a fucking <laughs> gorgeous specimen of, of, of athleticism and uh, just like pure, pure, like just handsome chops. Uh, oh, what was your secret? Well, I'll tell you what my secret is. Um, I work really love to hard, David- I play really hard. <laughs> love to David Beckham. Not slagging so off David Beckham. David Beckham donates like frickin a third of every salary to charities. David Beckham's so a pretty sound guy. He's pretty great. He's pretty great, man. had all accounts. Um, the Body of Adonis, the voice of Pasquale. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so, yeah, but like, so for, for stars to translate back at that point, it was a big deal. Uh, and obviously it saved like, their careers, but it meant that people who were able to like go and see a film or go and watch a serial in the cinema... Because again, that was another big thing. Saturday mornings was just like, that was cinema time. You'd pay a bit of money and you and your family would go and watch like a, a cartoon and then a newsreel and then a half-hour short film. And that was it. And it's like, that's great. What a cool activity. Everybody getting together to go and watch some stuff together. That's really cool. Um, like To then continue on into the next stage of that meant that people who might be like oh i don't know if we could really afford to go to the cinema as far as the business goes it meant they went oh but i want to see them again absolutely i want to see what they do now so it was it was a big part of why hollywood and film succeeded in in the the early part of the 20th century um and laurel and hardy were a very big part of that because they were up they're up there with like you know buster keaton charlie chaplin that kind of era but they of course were freaking great when it came to script when it came to wordplay, when it came to characterization so they stood out, head and shoulders above everybody well, else. that came from having worked on stage as
1: well. Yes. Yeah. So. well, that,
0: that's the thing. They'd refined it, and they, their yeah. act wasn't just the physical. And again, that's not to belittle it. Stuff that like Keaton and, and, and his, his, um, his peers did is, is um, incredible. But it meant that once talking became the main feature, because it was a big deal. Oh my God, they're talking in films now. <laughs> like, they're talking. There's the, sound. Yeah, like, someone's playing the piano here, but they're talking, and then eventually, oh no, there's a soundtrack now. Like, um... Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy really, they they were they were the figurehead of that for family entertainment and comedy for that era of cinema, and there is a reason that people still refer to this day when they talk about double acts to say like oh they're a real Laurel and Hardy these two and stuff because they are the benchmark yeah and they I, I firmly believe they still are, um, the seventies in the UK in particular saw a resurgence in like double acts that that had that sensibility. That you know, like again, have lived on like beyond their thingy. I mean, Malcolm Wise probably again the most prominent from that era. Mm. But you know, Stan and Ollie that they, they they kicked it off. So the fact that we get to watch a story of a of a relatively undocumented part of their career is quite nice, and it's refreshing because it's not what they usually do. Like the untold story, they always go back, they always go to the beginning or something like that. For this one, no. They're going to a very specific period in their career as their sort of film run was beginning to wrap up and dry up a bit. Because, yep. again, colour film was now in and things were beginning to change in a new way. It was becoming more about the spectacle movie, the you know, the big motion picture, like what would only be known about 20 years later as blockbuster. Like that was becoming the fashion now. So they went, they had a brief reprieve. They came to the UK and did a tour of their material. It was their farewell tour, of fifty-three. Yeah, it was like, hey, here we go. Yeah. Whilst ticking over, waiting for uh, that, that I think there was a few, but the, this film sort of rounded up to one. There was a few projects that they were like, these yeah. things might be happening. We're going to do this while we wait to find out, and what happens after? I, I, yeah, what happens after? We won't, I won't touch on because like the film will probably cover the that. The Film will get there. Um, we imagine. But it, it's it's but there were tensions around them. There was there was a bit where um Oliver did like I think it was a couple of films with another performer and 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 it, Stan did go on later in life to talk about it in interviews and be like you know it did it did upset me it did make me feel sad mm. and he realizes that it wasn't you know it was a bit of a selfish reason to feel sad but it, it was because they were the so they were so close and as as a they, they they were too the reason why I say they're still the standard is because they were too. I mean, you, you just watch any of the I mean, the the go-to, if you're a newcomer and you, you you just want to check one thing, watch Way Out West. Just watch Way Out West. um, And all their films are between half an hour and an hour. So, yeah. like, you can't say, oh, I'll try and fit it in. You can fit it this in. This is the era watch of short it. cinema. Like, films were not long back then. And um, just watch any of those. Th- their relationship, their chemistry, physicality, um, in terms of the dialogue, just the exchange between each other, the silent shit where just, it's just about a glance it's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Like they are one performance and it's, it's superb. And hopefully this film will capture a bit of that. But the main reason I'm excited about this, aside from just watching like John C. Riley and Steve Coogan play those roles. Yeah. Is I'm hoping this opens the door to a whole new generation of people who want to check out their stuff. Yeah. Because as time, yeah, they may, they may be like, you know, the, 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 the the standard and and the names like that. They're in the lexicon like we talk about silhouettes, like they had, they had oh, a silhouette, yeah. which is a big part of why you remember certain characters and performers. If they have a silhouette, you remember it. Um, that's why everyone, you know, that's why Mickey Mouse is a thing. Cause you can picture Mickey Mouse. You yep. can immediately picture Mickey Mouse. Even if you've never watched him in anything, you know what he looks like. If she said Laura and Hardy, chances are 99% of the people you say that to are going to picture a little yep. skinny dude, a bigger guy, tall ball of hat, little ball hat. You're going to see it in your head. Yeah. So like, there's a reason that they are that. But as time goes by, media changes, media shifts, and there'll be generations who don't go back to check it out as much as the previous. I'm kind of hoping this changes that. I think people in their, like, 20s at least are going to go, all right, let's mm. go watch some and give it a go because of this. Uh, one would think. Fingers crossed. One would hope. So give the Stan and Ollie trailer a watch because it just looks like you're Hopefully not too typical in, yeah. <laughs> like, biograph- biographical yeah. fair, but it looks... Like, a really fun story about a relationship between two people who adore each other and and what, like, their time together meant. Yes. So,
1: give it a bloody watch, you swine. Um, Get it trending. If it's good. No, watch it anyway. Watch the trailer. Watch, watch the trailer. As for the film, judgment <laughs> will be reserved until yeah. the release. If, if the fil- if the reviews for the film are shy, buy a DVD box set of the originals. Yeah. Spend your money on that instead. But you want to know about uh, old things reimagined for a new generation? Let's talk about Mary Poppins Returns. Ah, yes, the prequel to Mary Poppins Forever. <laughs> um, Mary Poppins and Robin stone the crows, ladies and gentlemen. Stone the crows. It's Mary, Mary Poppins. Poppins. Yeah, the Mary Poppins
0: Returns trailer has arrived. The first—I think it's been, they've been calling it trailer two—but I thought
1: the first one was just a teaser because it was just here's some shots of the street. I can never. Here's keep... her in a mirror, I... and it's done. I can't. I can't keep track anymore of what's a teaser and what's a full trailer and. There's also a trailer before the trailer for the trailer yeah the the teaser for the teaser
0: um but this is a this is a trailer in the full sense of here's the basic plot, here's some visuals. we'll see you at Christmas. It's Christopher Robin, yeah, now right, so yeah, to kick off in big damn tradition in one noise, how did you feel about the Mary Poppins returns trailer yeah. hmm. Now if that sounds my dismissive and apprehensive I think it's because we are both of those things uh, apprehensive because it's a freaking tough act to follow I'm not apprehensive but well, that's well that's, that's my making it yeah. like you better have a damn good story here um to to convince me this needed to be told and that can be done it can totally be done like in in a world of soft reboots and things like you can totally do that if you capture a bit of the bottled lightning of the original Mm. and then bring your own spin even if yours isn't as good it can still be a worthy entry into the whole thing and and enjoyed Mm, entrees i'm hungry now but i think yours. i think you're more dismissive yeah in the way that
1: um it's not that the I'm worried that few, it's going to be few bad. It's that it's we've seen this. I think it's going to be fine. It's not even that. I'm not even. It's not like I've got fatigue of a particular kind of film. It's just I've no particular interest in it, and I'm, I'm not after another Mary Poppins. And I'm sure it'll be fine. It'll probably be pretty damn good, if not great. I mean, looking at the cast they've got, and you know the production values they've poured into it, and it's you know, it's it's one of Disney's, um, you know, quite close. Uh, it's quite. It's a property that's quite close to the house of a lot of people at Disney, I'd imagine, because it was so successful. And a lot of people who were working on this probably grew up watching the original, and and that kind of feeling. But also, I'm just not interested in another one. And it's nothing. They're not doing anything wrong. They're not. It doesn't. It, there's nothing in the trailer makes me go, oh, this looks like it might be a bit dodgy. Just like, oh, this this looks fine, mm. but I'm not interested in it. <laughs> I mean, they've got powerhouses behind
0: it. Oh, yeah. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is in the cast, as well as having, I believe, co-written all of the music and songs it for it. It would not surprise me. You which don't is... get
1: Lin-Manuel Miranda along and on a musical and then not having to do music. That's... Yeah, I mean, which, which is, you know, I mean, you know, the guy behind freaking Hamilton, in as far as Disney
0: goes, Moana. Like, y- you've got some freaking talent going on there. And from all of his tweets during the production of the movie, he clearly is a big fan of the original. Oh, yeah. So hopefully that, that passion translates. Um, P.L. Travers wasn't. Um, but hopefully that passion translates
1: um, she hates cartoons and also everything uh, yeah everything ever but it's okay because
0: it was all just a metaphor about a relationship with her father oh a
1: metaphor oh good Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but <laughs> Saving Mr Banks good. is a great movie just go in knowing that it is it has been dished out with
1: a spoonful of sugar um, it does help the medicine go down
0: yes uh, so the talent I mean Colin Firth um, Meryl Street, Ben Whishaw, Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins, which is a pretty like
1: okay. Yeah, it's a pretty great cast. Like, okay,
0: Julie Julie Andrews is gonna be impossible to to even touch the hem of that freaking frilly dress. But if you are gonna cast somebody out there right now it's to play the role, Blunt show, Blunt is a damn good shout. Yeah. Um and as the trailer reveals as well, like uh, Dick Van Dyke is in there, which we knew about because apparently Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke have both recorded cameos.
1: No, uh, Julie Andrews was re- approached for one. Oh, did she turn? But it she down? turned it down because it. Uh, to quote her, "This is very much this is Emily's show, and I want it to be very much Emily's show." Oh, okay, I get that then. Like,
0: so she's gone. Like, this is hers. I don't yeah. want to. I don't
1: want to pull focus. Yes, and has you know, endorsed Emily Blunt as. In, in okay. publicly Many times since the uh, I mean, I, would, the I wouldn't be upset. Movie. I wouldn't
0: be upset if she appeared in it somewhere, like even just like someone else in a photograph, but they use her or something. Eh? that would be quite nice. But Dick Van Dyke's in it, which I, when they announced that, I was like, okay. Again, like cameo, just be in the background. Yeah. The trailer confirms the one thing I'm genuinely really sort of like made me feel warm inside. He's playing the bank character from the first one again. No, what? He's playing
1: Dawes Junior. Fuck off! <laughs> oh, that's amazing.
0: That's brilliant.
1: That's what he's credited as on that Anyway, that's so
0: good. <laughs> so, oh, my, but that's but, that, but, but that's what's brilliant because it, it's a, it's effectively the same role. Yeah, but oh, that's fantastic. for those who those didn't spot it in the original, and, and I remember I didn't realize until I was like in my teens. Yeah, um, Dave Van Dyke plays Bert in the original, but he also plays. Um, is Daws, Mr. Mr. Doors, yeah. Like the, the the head of the bank, the elderly fuck who you know has a song and, and everything and the big white beard and dodders around. That's Dick Van Dyke. Um, he looks exactly the same in this one, but the beauty of it is, no prosthetics this time. Oh, yeah. Just a fake beard. And yet the trailer sort of takes a moment to even sort of go to it. And yes, he's going to be dancing. At because 92, he's at 92, he hasn't slowed down. There, no. was a, there was an interview. I think it was. I think it was Variety a couple of years ago. Yeah, caught up with a bunch of the older, the older guard in Hollywood mm-hmm. who are still acting. Uh, so at the time, he's passed away since, but like Jerry Lewis was amongst it. Yeah. and uh, Mel Brooks and this books like Stan Lee because obviously it's like you are you're you're a executive producer in the marquee sense, but you are involved in these productions. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And essentially, the interviews were a little bit about each of their careers, but then why do you think you are still kicking around as much as you are right now? Like, what is, what yeah. is, is there a secret or do you have any advice for anybody who's getting older and maybe feels like that? Cause these people are active as
1: fuck. Yeah, yeah.
0: Especially Dick Van Dyke. And Dick Van Dyke's thing was just like, no, just be you. Don't let other things stop you from being yourself. And he, I remember, he admitted that, like, yeah, I think you know, good genes sort of is is a factor. Like, I've been I've been blessed with being very health, healthy. I've not had to face too many yeah. um, physical or you know, health setbacks over the years. So, of course, I'm not saying you can just leap out of your wheelchair and dance around. But at the same time, like, don't ever stop circumstances around you or changes that you're going through because of your age stop you from being you yeah and that's a big part of it and i've certainly i've certainly met and had people in my life like you know older who 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 were like that who yeah. didn't let it stop them um lou's granddad we lost a couple of years unfortunately brian wonderful man firefighter then helped with like the firefighting and stuff after that yeah. and then continued to be like a volunteer and build stuff for people and do mechanical stuff and always told shit jokes and was just like like his his illness came very suddenly and took him very suddenly. Right up until that point, he was the most active, sprightly Christmas cracker joke made flesh I've ever met. <laughs> he, so he was wonderful. But do you know what I mean? Like it, it's that same sort of thing. He just didn't let any of it ever stop him. No. Um, and it's, it's. I must admit that brief shot of Dick Van Dyke makes you go, "That's awesome!" That's, like the fact that he's got yeah. like a, a at least a big dance moment in the movie. It's like this is great. Yeah. Um, but it also, as you pointed out when we rewatched it for recording, uh, that montage shafts every other guest really in yeah. the movie. Joel just... Streep's and face is there. there. Yeah.
1: Julie Walters' face is there. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury has a line. Yes, of course. Yeah, Angela Lansbury's um, in
0: it. That makes me happy. Um,
1: um, again, again,
0: someone who has only recently slowed down a little because she's like, I'm just getting tired more now. Yeah. But she's like, what? 90. She's in her 90s Something. Yeah. And as recently as about three years ago, was the lead in a West End play. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, she's not slowing down. <laughs> like yeah. Angela is not slowing down. She is um, a machine. She's a goddamn machine. It's because she's she's she lives so long because she's living off of the blood of all those people she's, that Jessica Fletcher
1: definitely she murdered. Wrote, yeah, <laughs> no, she definitely murdered them. <laughs> she murder, she uh, murder, she yeah, murder, she wrote, she wrote um, the murder. Uh, okay,
0: Blunt. We get a very brief bit of singing voice. Yeah, perfectly pleasant, but in that way that Night I filters, find, not, yeah. I find it really annoying in musicals. Again, we're talking about this. When music trailers for film musicals nowadays find it really hard to sort of not look trailers for musicals. I th- as someone who you know works within theatre and trained in theatre and loves it, there is nothing I hate more than watching a trailer for a musical, like a theatre musical. I want to slap everybody in the trailer, and I know it's not their fault. But the way it's always cut is, it's just this weirdly sort of like, we've got to get the money shot. And when you're in yeah. the theater, it feels very different than watching someone mug to camera in the middle of a solo. See that it's really odd. My, I find I find it really my, gross. My
1: biggest thought is
0: stop fucking smiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the best way, but I think the best way to do a musical trailer for theater or for film, film especially, is pick one of your songs and make that the tone of the trailer. Like, yeah, pick one yeah, song, yeah. make that the tone. I'm not a fan of Greatest Showman, but The Greatest Showman. Their marketing was was bob on. It used This Is Me as its big marketing push. So you hear that song and you instantly think of that film regardless whether you saw it or not. I
1: hear that song and I want to not hear it (laughs) ever again.
0: But Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop of Horrors, all the trailers, (laughs) they had snippets of other bits and pieces in the marketing, but Little Shop of Horrors, the title song, the opening song. Because why wouldn't Yeah, because it works and it gets in your head. Um, Oliver, um, the trailers for Oliver were full of uh, food, glorious food. Mm Mm-hmm. And others use, use like Consider Yourself. Like they pick two or three distinct tunes. Um, modern movie musicals though do tend to do that thing where they just show a bit of this song and a bit of this song and, and it's like, pick one theme. And I, this, I this think trailer it's... sort of does. It has like one swell of music for the second half of the yeah. trailer. But you get a glimpse of a song and then it snatches it away and moves on. I think on.
1: it's also because of the way tra- modern trailers are cut. And the fact that there aren't that many modern musicals yeah. means that it's, like it's, it's, it's a genre a, that they, is they coming really, back yeah. at the minute, which but they don't hopefully really will be
0: for better rather than worse. It'd be nice if yeah. maybe the musicals come back in full fucking force and they're all but amazing. I, th- I think
1: those two, those two styles just don't mesh at the moment. I think I, they can get there. I
0: think it kind of but... rides on Mary Poppins Returns and A Star Is Born because A Star Is Born is not strictly a musical, but music's a big part of it, and there'll be full songs in it. I think that those will yeah. be the two films that decide whether or not this trend that the greatest Showman's kind of given a boost will continue. Yeah, um, we'll see, we'll see. There's a terrible edit in this trailer that feels like a li- a Lifetime movie or something.
1: Oh, the... Where, where Ben Wishore is sure. an
0: older Michael. Because that's the other thing I hate about this. It's about the Banks children. Do you like, hate it, though? Yeah. Okay. Because it does mean it's... I know, obviously, it's roughly the same just idea. Just hate is a very strong word. It's the same idea. Magical Nanny comes to town. Like, that. there's only so much you do with that. It's about how you tell the story that makes it important. It's just a shame that, in this case, it is, oh, yeah, no, the Banks children... Uh yeah you you've you've got fucking miserable lives I'm coming to fix it and I, and your children's lives well it's like does it, though, does it have to be the Bankses
1: does it have to be the Bankses well yeah because you want people who watch watched the original to feel a connection to it yeah well just Mary Poppins is not the character you follow so much as a character who makes things happen to other people. Yeah. She comes in and she improves lives for people. It's not about. She's Father Mary Christmas. Poppins. She's the doctor. Yeah. She's yeah. Sherlock so Holmes. Like she shows up in the story and dooms. And if with you want story. to maintain a continuity and a connection, even on an emotional level, not necessarily a narrative level, yeah. then that's why you use the boxes. But it's just a shame
0: that it is, oh, everything we learned, we've put away. Cause it's like, so they're going to relearn the
1: same lessons it's they learn almost, as kids. It's, uh, it's almost as if that's what happens in real life. To many, many people, you're full of wonder as a child, and life beats it out of you through mm-hmm. the various things it throws at you. And sometimes you need someone to remind you how magical life can be again. I think it's a really smart decision because it's honest. Yeah, well, okay. Or All as right. honest yeah. as, as a move <clears throat> like that from Disney can be. <clears throat> I mean, it is couched in um, drenched marketing in and, filth. and uh, but also that yeah, okay. at its core is kind of an honest message. It's like right. life beats out the optimism of being a child but it's still there if someone can help you find it hmm. you know okay all right well, you won't you won't be over on that note square
0: um but yeah i don't know it's just, i think it's just the edit i think it's really yeah cool. Where he's like but... we're, we're, we're financially ruined or whatever it's all been like ever since your mother oh and it's just something yeah. the way it, and yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh i really I hope get, that's I not get that the, i really hope that's not the final cut because even ben wishwell's performance at that moment looks kind of hammy I was like, oh, that's a shame. Wait, wait. Hammy <laughs> acting in a Mary Poppins film? I mean, to be fair, this is Ben Whishaw. Ben Whishaw made Paddington understated in a way that was he did pleasant did make and Paddington respectful. understated. I do like Paddington. I've the, not seen Paddington 2, but I fucking love the first one. The two Paddingtons are in this
1: movie. Oh, yes. Because no, Colin, Colin Firth, Firth was
0: originally Paddington, and then last minute they like... cut him out, and I don't think they've ever fully explained it aside. From, no, Colin Firth. It <"H3> didn't F- really fit. So... Yeah, Colin Firth himself was just like, yeah, it
1: just, it just sounded too old. Oh, he, yeah. he depend it dependent on that. Okay. He's yeah. like I just is. I just didn't sound right for it and it Fair just said I I didn't think it was right. The guys making the film didn't think it was right. So we just That makes Wishaw's performance even more
0: impressive because it means he had to swoop in and with minimal changes to the CGI, yeah. change the performance of Paddington in a way that fit and also made it his own. Yeah. That's really cool. That's probably why Paddington 2 did better because even that character probably felt more yeah. rounded because yeah. it, it was completely I need, I need to fun. get around
1: seeing Paddington 2 because I'd really like the first one I've heard good things I've heard of great things
0: about Paddington 2 but will we hear good things about Mary Poppins 2 Poppins harder Poppins maybe Mary Poppins 2 Judgment Day Judgment <laughs> Mary Poppins 2 The Quickening Oh, oh, it's also oh na- no! It's also nice to see hand-drawn animation in the trailer. Yeah, it's just weird. That it's, it's nice the to see same animals from everywhere. the last one. It's like again, oh, does she just do no, the
1: same thing every time? But again, nostalgia, yeah, emotional continuity, yeah. That, this whole film is riding on nostalgia for the older generation, mm. and it's riding on the magic for the younger generation. So you ha- you you bring back those old things, so the older people go and see it, and take their kids to see it. who then get into Mary Poppins all over again, yeah. and then in 30, 40 years, they can do the same thing.
0: I like that last shot, though. I
1: really like yeah, that Yeah, shot. Yeah,
0: that's really good. Just falling back into yeah. the bath, and it's like, the fuck just happened.
1: She disappears. I, I, I am cynical about Disney's motivations for Mary Poppins Returns, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad film. Yeah, true. True that. And it doesn't mean it's not going to have something nice
0: to say. Speaking of something nice to say, uh, I think we have quite a few nice things to say about our
1: next trailer. Discover what makes her a hero. And when that change of words happens, someone at Warner Brothers got fired. (laughs) Because an exec saw that and said, Why the fuck didn't we do that for Wonder Woman? Well, sir, uh, you you can...
0: You're fired! Get out! Okay. Get out! Okay. I'll just go sit over here in the the jab centre with Henry Cavill and Ben (laughs) Affleck.
1: No, Henry right. Cavill's sorted, and Ben Affleck's in uh, in rehab.
0: Ben, so. But oh, we're not going to get an official statement from Affleck or his people until he's well, until he's sort of in a better. It's a contractual thing; he
1: can't be fired from a role mm. while he's in rehab. Yeah,
0: but Henry Cavill not... Henry Cavill's muddied the waters about the Superman oh, thing yeah, by yeah. posting an Instagram video to a random quirky tune with barking in it of him just lifting up a Justice League Titan figure. Yeah. and then pulling it down, and that's all he's done. It's like, is that him teasing that like? there's still stuff going on. Everybody's not worried about it. It's, I don't it's know. way too. cryptic. I don't know. It's way too. And his agent has been like, the, if it, it feels the like cape is still in
1: his closet. It feels, like, <laughs> it, feels like, it feels
0: like, it feels like he wants to say something, but he also knows he shouldn't. So he's done that. And it's like, Henry, what the fuck is that? I doesn't matter what it is. My agent and Warner Brothers can't look at it and go, Oh, he said something. They're like, so yeah, but if we need a if we need a not, super freaking powered space hero, we're not short sure of them, because oh, yeah. Carol Danvers herself, Captain Marvel, is landing on, um, what's the date it was given? March something? March 9th, uh, I think it was. I think it's
1: just 2019 at the moment.
0: Yeah. Either way, holy smokes, first full trailer. Yeah. It's is the teaser, I guess. But that, yeah. yeah, I suppose. For Captain first, Marvel. The
1: first we've seen of it, period.
0: Reveals a uh, a plot centred around uh, Nicholas Fury. Nicholas and J. Fury. He's, he's working alongside a mysterious woman who falls from out of space, uh, and in relation to right. evidence of an alien invasion. She seems and... to have memories of having a life on earth. Yeah. Which is a gra- I think that's a great spin on it. Yeah. Uh, because here's the thing, like this isn't people are like, Oh, what's it going to be adapting? It's not really going to no. strictly adapt to anything because Carol Danvers didn't begin as Captain Marvel. No. Um, Carol Danvers, uh, was what originally Warbird, then Ms. Marvel, she was was Ms. Marvel, Marvel. then Warbird. She was really
1: just a pilot and she yeah. was the liaison to the then original Captain Marvel, Marvel. Yeah, I think she's been played by Jude Lauren here, although the nature of their relationship, I've no idea. They've, not, they've, they've, sort sort of,
0: not... they've sort of pulled back on saying he has that name, yeah. But yeah. based on the visuals, it's like, yeah, he's Marvel, yeah. um, or at least the Marvel surrogate
1: in this yeah. story. Um, um. <laughs> Yes, uh, the leader of the Star Corps, I think they are called the, the, the sort of Cree. The Kree Space Force, for want of yeah. a better name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who all have the the uniforms. crease Space
0: Force, the best force. Yeah, okay. the sort um, of the,
1: the the green the green uniforms, which form uh, the um, basis of what later becomes Carol's red and blue Captain Marvel suit, which looked um, like
0: the Marvel Captain Marvel costume of later years, especially as well. Yeah, if you look at Earth's yeah, Mightiest Heroes, like that's basically the
1: costume he's wearing in that animated series. Yeah, and it's also directly based on the Jamie um, Jamie McKelvey design mm-hmm. redesign. For when Carol became oh, yeah. Captain Marvel, full on. Because uh, yeah, she, and so then she the was Miss Marvel, then Next Warbird then.
0: with a couple different costumes.
1: All yeah. all thigh, all thigh centric. So much leg, so much like leg, all the leg.
0: Um, but her powers came from like a mix of things, but primarily Rogue. Like, no, no, the no, no, no. From... other way around. Oh, that's the other way. Yeah, um, Rogue, Rogue got Rogue her flight and
1: strength from Carol. Then from Carol, Carol got her powers from. She was with Marvel and got caught in an explosion. Yan um, Yan Rog, I think, was like this weird Cree dude, and he had this. Bomb thing exploded and she got creed DNA infused into her so then she's got powers and then she got experimented on by the brood later on and she got her binary powers from that where she can draw power from nearby stars and all oh, I just thought um, I know
0: the broods sort of exists in that copyright um, haze at the moment I don't think we'll but, get the brood no but imagine them popping up in a future Carol story I think, uh, Carol story. I think she'll cool. I, I mean, think she'll maybe she'll do the
1: experimental thing but just have them in it that would be fucking terrifying I think she'll already have her binary powers as part of a power set in this oh I of think, course I think that's what we're seeing at the end of the but trailer. I just
0: hope that copyright grey area they can utilise the Brood. Maybe as long as they, I guess, as long as they did it in a, like a, in a Captain Marvel story, they could get away with it. By like the way, Quicksilver, they could use Quicksilver, but only if it was in an Avengers property because he technically well, this it technically exists in that gray area of his an X Men character and an Avengers character equally. Once this
1: Disney Fox well, deal scrolls... goes through, it's not going to be an issue anyway. The scrolls
0: are very much sort of they're, they're a Marvel character, but they've always been more Fantastic mm. Four associated villain. Until modern event comics where they've really been big players in Avengers stories and the MCU at large. Yeah. Hence why there's that grey area where they can be used in Captain Marvel. Yeah. But so, I, again, yeah. this is not going to be an issue going forward.
1: That's true. Very soon. By the way, there's like, a lot of people who are not going to have jobs going forward very uh, soon. Yeah. Unless um, we, we forget everybody. Monopolies. bad. They're bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. You see a little bit of scrolls. She punches an old woman on a train for no reason. Presumably, he was a scroll, which has confused the internet um, like crazy. Who don't know well, what scrolls are and what they can do. But Also, just a, just fun. Just yeah, a the music's great. It looks the great, gorgeous. Um, the build up that the
0: flashes between like her memories, where you sort of see like there's a bit where it's like she falls down, and you see her as a kid falling down, like looking like she's in distress. Yeah. Kid falling down in what looks like the middle of a game. Uh, as an adult falling down, like again, sort of in, in less frightening sort of thingy as an adult falling down as a pilot uniform presumably yeah. in a combat zone and it's like holy shit like is this how the movie's going to play out with all these imagine yeah. if like nearly every sort of beat has just like this brief flash of four other alternatives that remind her of something and that's how they show the flashback what if But that's how they show her, her, her amnesia as it were like by this that like, we literally see what yeah. she suddenly remembers
1: there's also that great shot at the end of the trailer where it cuts from her as a little girl to a teenager, mm. to a young woman, to Captain Marvel standing up from being knocked down, yeah, and clutching for that. Mm, mm. Beautiful much marketing. Beautiful much marketing. Um, um, flashes of Coulson gets what? a nice big close up uh, with his
0: with his de aged
1: face and de aged Sam Clark Jackson Greg is
0: back in yeah. the MCU movies. And Sam Jacks. I was talking to Lucy about this last night. We we think that the prologue to Ant Man. The uh, flashback scene to the Tony. Oh yeah, scene all in of Civil this Marvel War. the aging stuff. Yeah, it's um, been leading up to this. The the, the, the uh, flashback scene. What's the other one? Where there's a, a really sort of significant one at uh, the beginning. Guardians two, Kurt yeah. Russell. Oh, These scenes yeah, yeah. have been rehearsal for Captain Marvel. I don't think
1: it's necessarily like, I don't, even. I don't, for... I don't mean they've been
0: created for that, but yeah, like but... they've used that in their effects department yeah. to hone this this thing of de aging an yeah. actor for prolonged periods in a convincing way. Because this trailer certainly gives the impression that Nick Fury is a
1: big Major character in this, in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I believe that is I'll be the, damned the if that does not look like mid-90s Sam Jackson. Fucking hell, it looks like mid-90s Sam Jackson.
0: It's amazing. Yeah, it's... I mean, Sam Jackson has aged very the we well lot in general. It,
1: but the way that that technology has been getting better and better and better and better, mm. and the amount of money that Disney must be sinking into it... Because the only reason right. it's been disjointing... I think the only I think the only one
0: people point out which is like, well, that looks weird. Is Tony in Civil War? And I think that's more just because we see we saw what Downey Jr. looked like at that age. Yeah. He didn't look exactly like that. No. But Close enough, Tony though. would look like yeah, that. yeah like the Downey I mean. Jr. we know as Tony Stark definitely would. So it's only disjointing because you're like, oh, you see them well, back like, to back. And you see the that Tony, young... and then you see Tony in the background, and it's like, oh, that's weird. Like that's the same person. I don't know how to feel about this. Whereas. With uh, Michael Douglas at the start of Ant-Man yeah. and, and Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer and Ant-Man of the Wasp and stuff. It doesn't have that detachment. Because, because it you're seeing... fucking looks like him. Yeah. It just fucking
1: looks just, like yeah. them. And Kurt Russell in Garnier's too. It yeah. fucking looks like Kurt Russell. It's amazing. It, I, ju- they just reached back into the 80s and went, just pulled him out. Yeah. yoink. <laughs> and um, same with Sam Jackson, and this. Like he, he, yeah.
0: looks, he looks like he does sort of that... Um, it's crazy. That uh, uh, Jackie Brown sort of like... Yeah. Sort of era Sam Jackson. Yeah. Um, both eyes as well. Well, we know now he has both eyes anyway, just one of them is blinded and damaged. Yeah, but this one is pre-Eye Patch. Pre-Eye yeah.
1: Patch Nick Fury.
0: Um, it's not the only character returning character, like Coulson. Uh, yeah. Ronan the Accuser. We see a yeah. nice shot of Ronan silhouetted by a window, as all villains um, tend to get in sci-fi movies nowadays.
1: Jimon Honsu's uh, Koratha Pursuer is in the Star
0: Is in the Star Corps looking much more humanoid and less yeah. tampered with, which is yeah.
1: nice. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if we sort of get um, as TV tropes calls it, the start of darkness for uh, Ronan, for Ronan Korra, in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't um, surprise me at all. Um, and yeah, I just think it's gonna be great. I had I had an idea of what the plot might be. Hit me. What if? Ow! What if the Watcher? What if there's a, there is a Carol Danvers on Earth still, <gasps> but she's a Skrull, and the original oh, Carol shit! was captured. Rescued by the Cree and joined the Star Corps. I want that, and has ended up on Earth. I
0: want that. Now I want that to be a thing. I want there to be a scene where they try and track her down, and there's evidence of her being around. They're like, "No, you like, you see, Carol Danvers can't have disappeared
1: because she's still here. But she's still here, and that's like, oh,
0: yeah. oh shit. That means you're going to get a scene where Brie Larson's fighting Brie Larson. I'm
1: not saying that that's going to be the plot, but that would
0: be really but cool. That's just me going, huh?
1: What if that would be fucking amazing?
0: Um oh god, that would be so cool. Uh this film I think will do a tiny bit of um Days of Future Past style continuity tidying. Oh, absolutely. With Shield in particular. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. in Iron Man it's sort of like strategic homeland intervention and like Strategic okay.
1: Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division.
0: Alright, you you need to work on a better name. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Yeah. And then which which I always just took retroactively as more of a, just an offhand thing of him being like yeah, don't worry, we're working on it. The only th- the only thing that knowing full well that they already have it. No. Yeah, yeah, But but the only thing that made that weird later on was because SHIELD was obviously, in a couple of films later, a very publicly known thing. Yeah. So in that movie it sort of played as it's a secret organization that's just building up. Um but you can either that's a it's a subtle retcon that's completely fine and doesn't really disrupt anything. I think they'd be cut. However, they're... in this movie I think they might do a whole thing of like, Oh, SHIELD is sort of It's known, but people don't really know what it does. Yeah, I don't think it's
1: publicly known, like, the CIA or FBI, but it's known in military intelligence circles. because there's definitely, like, an underground base sort of vibe going on in this.
0: You see, like, those corridors
1: and and Mm -hmm. them logging into a thing. And it's also, when does the... uh, It's the SRS, isn't it? In Captain America and, and Agent Carter? Yes. When does that become S.H.I.E.L.D.?
0: Yeah because we know we know yeah. that it does because we've seen in ant-man and stuff we've seen we we've seen agent carter and and howard stark like working they were for SHIELD yeah and, they were they and, like because the shield family members fans. were like howard stark peggy carter dum dum dugan so like we know that shield is a thing and there is some underground base lab stuff going on but yeah, this yeah. might be the point where the law enforcement bit comes in uh, much more yeah because um, sam jackson is like straight up just dressed like a like a uh, sort of disgruntled
1: detective well, also Duke, says he, in the trailer was like i was i ready to pack it in and then you turned up so yeah. this just got interesting <laughs>
0: uh, where, did she, where did she turn up Matt? in a Blockbuster <laughs> a fucking Blockbuster video and don't we all now feel old because Blockbuster's considered a shorthand visual for the past
1: I fucking worked in a Blockbuster <laughs> how do you think I feel? you
0: can point out any inaccuracies when the film
1: starts <laughs> well it's the American one so you know
0: nah, it's and it's a couple right. of
1: years like about 10 years before I started working in one presumably it, assuming this is set around <laughs> 1997-ish
0: uh, the jet stuff, I think, just because again it's the shorthand visuals, but like some of the stuff you see on the airfield, it's like, oh, it's Top Gun, but with less dick. Do you know what I mean just the way some of the shots yeah. are framed? It's yeah. like that is very reminiscent of that film specifically. Yeah, um, but I think that's more because it's just like the the, the sun tinted flashback of hey, we had a great time Let playing, me...
1: playing with the girls. Let me tell you, oh, I am down for this movie. You down to clown? I'm so down. It looks pretty great. Mm-hmm. um the mystery that what looks
0: like sort of a freaking sci-fi lobotomy memory wipe things really creepy yeah and uh the bit, laws weird alien eyes the bit where they're like blasting sort of swimming at high speed through water and they're wearing the helmet yeah the captain marvel outfit um yeah. complete with gap in the top the hair spilling out of it yeah which is really freaking cool I'm so down um I'm so down I just I'm I'm excited. So, w- only a very brief shot of the scrolls emerging from the sea. You're
1: literally a blink and you'll miss it shot of the scrolls the fact that I didn't see them the first time I watched the trailer. So yeah, want. <laughs> and the poster that came,
0: came with it is really cool as well, like the, the sort of the aircraft carrier doors mm-hmm. open and she stood at the bottom. And they, they are not making light of the fact she is probably going to be the most physically powerful.
1: Yeah, if she's got her binary powers, which I would imagine she has. Like, she's
0: super-strengthy, but, like, she is... I think she's the first MCU character that just blasts full-blown lasers from their hands. Probably. Like, that isn't a tech-related thing. Like, Iron Man vision and stuff,
1: yeah. Uh... Scarlet
0: Witch does, like, kinetic stuff. Yeah, and 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 whatnot, but like this is the first time where it's just she opens up her hand and a concussive force that could knock a fucking vehicle off its hinges like blasts out of her hand in one yeah, go. Yeah, she's just straight up energy. Yeah, like they're, energy they're, they're really playing, they're really playing up again in the marketing, the trailer that she's like um, possibly
1: overpowered, Earth's mightiest hero,
0: because they are obviously getting the the, the public lexicon and the, the the pop culture audience ready
1: to go oh, this is who's going to be fighting Thanos. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to be fucking awesome. Can you imagine how many mind babies are going to be pissing their pants <laughs> if, like, the person who kicks Thanos's ass is a fucking woman? Yeah. I can't wait, man. I, it's going to be well, awesome. I'll tell you now. I'll
0: tell, tell you who I think the three players are who are going to be... The main force fighting him. Like the final, if I had to pin it down to like the final battle moment with Thanos, unless there is a big sacrifice moment for a yeah. certain character, which is possible. like I yeah. totally think that Cap or someone's going to be taken out in some way. Iron yeah. Man, it's building up that Tony's, they're gonna Tony's signing it. off in number four, in whatever way that is. Tony's definitely signing they're, off. Well, they're but they've confirmed that... Um, it's been confirmed now that Jon Favreau is in Spider-Man Far From Home. So the Stark Industries connection is continuing. Whether or not that will be with Tony is remains oh, okay. to be seen. Alright, okay, um, that's interesting. But, uh, yeah, I, I regardless of that, I think the three players who will be going hand-to-hand against Thanos in a final battle are going to be Thor... Because they see that so much in the first. Oh yeah, Thor's
1: gonna join in that. And and let's face
0: it, the moment in the first movie that just gives you the biggest rush is when he fucking arrives on the field. of Oh mate! And you're just like, (laughs) that's that's the first moment in the movie where you think, oh fuck, they might, they might, well not they might actually win, but they might stop. They're gonna win, like they're gonna win now. Like he's here, the tide has turned. And the second, and it does. Yeah, it just turns unfortunately the wrong way. Yeah. Um but yeah Thor's oh, definitely going to be Thor's definitely going to be physically so in good. there Wanda is going to be physically in there Scarlet yeah. Witch yeah, is going to yeah. be a player in that final fight and Captain Marvel I think those are
1: the three that if we've got the big face showdown they are going to be I it. think Doctor Strange and Ant-Man are going to be major players as well
0: I think well I, Ant-Man yeah but I mean in terms of like that hand-to-hand oh, yeah, yeah, against yeah. him at the end I think Strange will be off the board until the last minute I think yeah maybe um just to sort of make the threat feel really like, oh shit, like what are we going to do throughout the movie? It's like, he's the only one who had a connection to this shit. Like, but, but Strange, Wonder,
1: like a couple of them have direct connections to this wait. stuff. So, I can't wait. I can't wait. Not only to see this movie, but also to see how it plays into the next Avengers. Yeah. Which I'm, I, which I'm going to say is called, going to be called Avengers Forever. I don't care if it is or not. I'm calling it Avengers Forever now. I think
0: the, f- I think the post zombie credits title sequence on this is going to be something Thanos related or Infinity Gauntlet related. Um, at the time of this movie do you think i I I think it's going to be seeding that like a Ronan thing or something that sows a seed to connect it so that you go oh right she's because i she's she's this is the 90s but brie larson is presumably not going to be aged up 20 years for avengers so i think i think there is some time space stuff already setting up in here yeah yeah absolutely and it might be a direct... Because like,
1: obviously Nick Fury calls it. It'll, be, it'll be something like, oh, he doesn't age at the same rate because of the Kree DNA in her or whatever. Or maybe, They'll just explain may, it. Or whatever.
0: Time Stone, man. Maybe there's some time travel stuff going on. Yeah, uh, imagine if Avengers 4 had time travel in it. That'd be amazing. Don't look at the set photos. Don't look at the set photos. Definitely going
1: to be called Avengers Forever because it's got time travel in it. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> going to be called Avengers Forever. It's
0: called Avengers Forever. The past is far behind us. The future doesn't exist. Um, do, Look, an old man died, but hey, a computer. Everything's great think, now. It's the
1: future. Do you think... I don't think, ever. ...that we will get a t- trailer uh-huh. for the next Avengers film before this comes out, but untitled, and the title reveal will be in the Captain Marvel credits as Captain Marvel will return in... That would be fucking amazing. That, can you imagine if they fucking the bollocks on them for that would being be amazing them. like we I, don't need I, to even I, market this t- movie with the title because we people know what it is and we know they're gonna yeah, go see it yeah I think
0: what we're gonna get between now and Captain Marvels release is we're gonna get a teaser trailer for the next event yeah, yeah and it's gonna end in that way where it's just like the the a the a is all we see at the end yeah, that was that was what is in my head and and then that's just, what and i the, do. And then just summer 2019 um and it's gonna be a really really obscure maybe a trailer that doesn't eight. that doesn't reveal anything at all really or, um, oh, fuck, no, fuck that. An A, as it begins to crumble into dust. Yeah, um, It's not going to reveal anything. It's probably not even going to be new footage. It'll be like that very, very first um, Infinity War trailer where there was just snippets of new... Like, you saw Natasha yeah, and you saw yeah. Bruce. But the rest of it was just, like, close-ups of the characters and, and it, some voiceover. Any, by any by of it actors. that is new
1: footage is not going to feature any of the characters whose fates were left hanging at the end of the last one. Yeah. So it's just going to be... Tony. Cap. Thor. Probably Banner, probably Thanos.
0: Widow. Thanos. yeah, um, Nebula just going uh, I'm really angry. No that. Captain Marvel. Stop whispering.
1: I'm really angry.
0: Unless they show Captain Marvel in the teaser. And that's like the hook of stories continuing.
1: Apparently Karen, the uh, Because uh, they're, they're in reshoots this week. Karen Gillan was saying that the Mantis and Nebula have kind of a, a, a best bros relationship in Avengers 4. Oh, that's giving it away then, because Mantis disappeared. They're all going to be back. I know, but that's giving it away a bit, Karen.
0: Come on, come on. Yeah, they're all going to be back. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, well, I was debating this the other day, weren't we? Like, who do we think is dead dead? No one. I think Loki's dead dead. I, I, Heimdall, ah, no. no. I'll tell you this: Heindel's dead dead. Loki's dead dead. Gamora's is the only one of the dead deads who could come back. But I also would. I also wouldn't be surprised if they found a way to play on her being definitively dead but Gain's Gain's is thing. dead dead however Lo- I think Loki's dead dead but Hiddleston's not done I think we're gonna see Loki because Battle of New York era
1: in the next one I think there's rumours that oh and this will take Kid Loki up. oh my god if they did no, that no 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 okay no, no. sorry I was just, if anyone's like Kid Loki read the comics seriously fucking great there's rumours that and this is gonna lead us into our next <gasps> uh, our next topic <gasps> the, <gasps> um as As you may know, uh, and I know you do know because you told me about it. Okay. uh, Disney's upcoming streaming service yet to be launched. Yeah. Apparently they're planning to add some Marvel shows to that. Yes. Which will tie more directly into the MCU. Okay. Sucks to be all the other shows. And one of the ones that's been floated, (laughs) rumoured, is Tom Hiddleston in a Loki show.
0: I would be... Very surprised if he did that, unless it was a certain payment and yeah. the scripts were really fucking. And also good. another
1: one that's been floated is Elizabeth
0: Olsen doing a Scarlet Witch. Oh, I see, i have watched the shit out of that. And again, though, it has to be a good, it has to be a good paycheck, and it has to be a really good thing. I, uh, that, the, the way thing... to do it is mini series, like a three episode mini. Again, this is all just
1: rumors. None of this has been confirmed. Mm. This is so it could be absolute bullshit. But and the thing that makes me think it might be bullshit is like no, no one's going to pay paying money for that but then when you think about it actually no. it if anyone can afford it well, what's, it's what,
0: what's everyone's sort of criticism of what of the DC original content for the DC uh, universe app been it so far it doesn't
1: tie in with any of the other stuff but also that just looks
0: really cheap and a bit weird like Titans is their launch yeah. and it doesn't look great Um the uh, oh god what's the what's the other one that they're doing uh, Brendan Fraser's the voice Doom, of Patrol. Doom Patrol uh, some set pictures are leaked for that and again out of context out of lighting it's weird like sort of like, oh, oh it looks yeah. a bit cheap and odd. But we were like that with Titans. Then we saw the trailer and went, oh, this does look cheap and odd. Yeah, we
1: were like that with Inhumans. Like, oh, this looks cheap and yeah, odd. Yeah, yeah. And then it did look cheap, cheap and odd. odd. <laughs> um,
0: so if you're going to really win people over to your streaming service, if you're giving them like, hey, this is like going to watch one of the MCU movies, yeah. scale back just a tiny bit, and it's a miniseries,
1: yeah. Yeah, if you want to get it like... Tom Hiddleston for like eight episode, eight hour long, like a Loki story, or or fucking if you can get Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen for like an eight part Scarlet Witch and Vision, that'd be amazing. That'd be fucking amazing. And then
0: you do your direct ties. And you know what you do as well? Do you
1: know what you fucking do as well? In these shows, you have you throw a bone to your ABC and Netflix. Well, they're winding down Agents of Shield. Yeah, that's done. But do you know what I mean? Agent Carter has been and gone. You throw
0: a bone to them in like, here's where you do, here you go guys, we're finally acknowledging the wider world. Like if you do Scarlet Witch, you freaking tie runaways into it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In some way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if you're doing a low key show, have have a moment with something from Netflix. Just something. Do you know what I mean? Just something from
1: that world. Like an Iron Fist, I, Iron Fist, Fist related Fist. thing or something. I season not do two of Iron Fist is a lot better. Which so doesn't so surprise me at all, but I've not watched it yet. And I've it's heard- also 10 episodes, as suppose to 13.
0: Is that the, is that the trend now? It looks like they're planning to do that going forward. Luke Cage
1: was was ten. Last apparently, apparently there was 10. a
0: big nod toward what's going on with Daredevil series
1: three and Iron Fist series two. Like, there's a apparently big sort so, of like, yeah. this is where that's going because go. it picked, uh, from what I know of it, it starts off with Luke, Luke with Danny <laughs> yeah. having assumed the protector role, yeah, of, that, of, of Hell's that, Kitchen that and, Matt Murdock left. But yeah. also, we've had the we've had the teaser for season three of of Daredevil now. With uh, have you not seen it? No, is it a trailer or is it? It's like a, like a t- two-second... set. Well, it's not two. It's, <laughs> it's it's just um, Matt Murdoch in his black um, man without fear tracksuit Jackson costume yeah. in a confessional. Okay, he's basically saying, "I think I'm at the point where I would rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdoch."
0: So we're going the full block because they've done that in the comics, haven't they? Where yeah. he
1: just like abandoned Matt Murdock, I, think, and, and, I think and his real name, and just focused on his we're mission. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting a version of Born Again that incorporate incorpor- um, incorporates that. That'd be really cool. Fuck up.
0: Weirdly, so. I've still not watched Jessica Jones series two. I've still not watched Luke Cage series two, and I've still not watched either Iron Fist. I, it's mostly just been out of timing. Like When, I, when if, Panto if season starts only... and I've got plenty of hours in the yeah. morning, I'm going to start watching these again. If you can only but fit of those
1: in, fit Jessica Jones season two in it is fucking brilliant. The last
0: thing I'll tell you this, the only one of them that in my bones, I'm like, if I don't watch that as soon as it releases, I'll be upset with myself, is Daredevil series three. Yeah, And I think it's just because series one of Daredevil did so much for me yeah. that I'm like, that's that's my bit. If I had to pick out the Netflix shows, which is my favourite, I think it's Daredevil. And it's mostly because of series one. Yeah, um, I can see that. I freaking love Jessica Jones and I love Luke Cage, but and the Punisher. Punisher was harrowing. It's excellent. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I'm not revisiting this anytime soon. If I want to revisit the Punisher, I'll rewatch the first few episodes of Daredevil series two. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, although I'm looking forward to more Punisher. We're getting that second half that's of next year. Being I believe.
1: shot at the moment, I think. Yeah. Um. Oh man, just uh, being shot.
0: so much good stuff, but so much stuff that never made it.
1: Yeah. As well. Yeah, this is something that I wasn't as aware of until we were planning this episode and then we started talking about Marvel TV projects. Yeah, it turns out... There's a fucking ton of stuff that as they've thrown at the wall that hasn't stuck.
0: Yeah, so let's let's just sort of, uh, for the sake of uh, cashing everybody up, just so you know, the MCU is currently uh, as of Ant-Man and the Wasp 20 movies released over 10 years that all connect and that they all take place in the same fictional universe and sometimes obviously we have characters that cross over and sometimes we have um, storylines that cross and intersect Um, here's all the ones that we know about that have existed right so the films pretty straightforward Iron Man, Incredible Hulk Iron Man 2 Thor Captain America the First Avenger Marvel's Avengers Phase 2 Iron Man 3 Thor the Dark World Captain America Winter Soldier Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers Age of Ultron Iron Man Phase 3 Captain America Civil War Doctor Strange Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Spider-Man Homecoming Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, and the untitled Avengers fourth movie. Avengers Forever. (laughs) Post-Phase 3, so presumably Phase 4, Spider-Man Far From Home, and the now sort of permanently on hold, but it's still listed as post-Phase 3, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We can also presume, based on comments made by certain directors, that a Doctor Strange sequel is in the works. Yep you can bet your fucking bottom dollar that a Black Panther sequel will be in the works. Fucking hands down. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there's another Thor, because Hemsworth has been very vocal about um, I was okay coming to the end of my contract, but after Ragnarok, I've, I feel there is so much
1: more that can be done with oh, this world and character. Me, apparently, it looks like Taika Waititi might be on set for Avengers reshoots, so he might be getting Korg back. Nice. Or or at least
0: seeding some thematic stuff, maybe. Possibly. Because um, he, he and Hemsworth sort of chipped in with uh, um, Marcus and McFeely for Thor's part in... Because Chris Hemsworth was unhappy with Thor's role yeah, in Infinity yeah. War during filming because he felt that it didn't gel with what had just come before it. Yeah. And of course, that's because the t- stories are totally different. But when you watch Infinity War, whatever tweaks they made work because you believe fully that that's the same Thor you watched two movies ago. Yeah, like That's the exact same Thor. He's been through the same stuff. The humour is there, albeit now he's... Now he's using it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Which is fucking great. I think my favourite scene in Infinity War is just Thor and Rocket in yeah. that brief conversation. Because it's heartbreaking. It's so good. Um but anyway, so those are the movies. Easy to follow. If you want to fill your time between the films with more stuff, you have currently five seasons of Agents of Shield. Yeah, but how many of them are good? Well they they begin roughly if you want to start if you wanted to binge everything. Uh, start Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after you've watched The Avengers, because it begins after The Avengers. Yeah. Um, And roughly coincides with the movie releases. You'll find the occasional bit of crossover, like, around the time of Guardians, they start doing stuff with the Kree. Yeah. Um, The most effective ones at the end of Series 1, it's at the same time as The Winter Soldier came out, so the Hydra-S.H.I.E.L.D. thing happens, and that obviously impacts the show in a big way, Yeah, which means the next two seasons involve ratting out the Hydra side of stuff and trying to
1: wrestle control back from it. Um, Season... Two also features a bunch of inhuman stuff which would presumably have been seeding for the then upcoming Inhumans movie which didn't happen. Yeah, And I don't know if any of that stuff ties into the Inhumans TV show.
0: Also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. you get MCU versions of, of villains and characters that aren't necessarily going to be getting films anytime soon. Like, if you love the Hulk, but we know that there's not really going to be any individual Hulk movies uh, one of his most significant villains the Absorbing Man is in yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I think he actually started as a Thor villain, you know. He did originally, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's been more attached to Hulk in terms of the brawl uh, aspect of it all. I suppose. Um, uh, and characters like Ghost Rider, who are not—they're not going to be rushing out of film anytime soon—get entire season story arcs. So, yep. like Series Four of Angels of Shield features a Ghost Rider, the uh, is it Robbie Robbie Reyes Reyes, yeah. Reyes version. Who, so you get to see a, you get to see Ghost Rider in the MCU thingy, but they save the Ghost Rider that would make a film, uh, sort of presumably for later. Like, if they're going to retcon him into the MCU proper. Yeah. So you get to see that the Ghost Rider and the Spirit of Vengeance totally exists in the MCU. And here's this version. Yeah. And it's like, that is great. Um, Marvel's Agent Carter, there are two seasons of that. It's freaking wonderful. It's really good. It's a vintage style espionage show featuring Hayley Atwell and James Darcy, who are absolutely wonderful. So good. And Dominic Cooper's back as uh, younger Howard Stark. Yeah. And it's great, and more Haley Atwell in our lives, please. Um, Marvels in humans. There is one series. It's one series. It is out there. It's not very good. But again, if you're looking for just like eight forty minutes, I will be eight forty for minute devil's, distractions. Devil's one Advocate. Week,
1: I haven't seen it. Because it looks shit. Yeah, but it, also has a giant, it is.
0: but it also has a giant CGI bulldog that teleports, so it mm, swings mm, and roundabouts. Mm,
1: I'll, I'll get there, I suppose.
0: Well I, think, well, I think we will end up watching it eventually. I think we'll get round to it when it's on like a streaming service. Maybe or, when I'm in my 70s. Or, or, well, I've always said that, because sometimes they do deals on the Blu-rays uh, for the Marvel stuff, in the super because there's now a superhero section in HMV, which I was, I'm like, oh, that makes me sad, but also happy, because I guess you can find it all in one Why place. Why does it so make you trend. sad? Because it, it, it sort of... I don't know, it feels like it feels like they're sort of pummeling it into people. You're
1: just a sort of, oh yeah, because that's not happening anywhere No, though. no, no,
0: but I mean like in that way where like if you don't like that genre, you come in and you go, oh for
1: fuck's sake, there's like three shelves of superheroes. People you know? already whereas, do that.
0: Whereas like the horror section and the, the world cinema's like being reduced to sort of a sh- one shelf, not even a unit. It's just like, oh no, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. Um, but like, I, I'm glad I didn't the, the the week when I saw it because it turns out I already have Agent Car Series I've not cracked open the Blu-ray version oh. But they, they occasionally do deals which like 15, uh, two, two, two for £15 pounds on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I've
1: always said to myself, one day... We've got to we sell these box sets, guys. But, like, but
0: then the DVD versions, they do two for £12. Pounds. So I keep saying to myself, one day I might pick up, like, spend 24 quid and get the first four seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. And then blah, blah through it.
1: I think they're all Amazon
0: Prime, If the Inhumans In and the Netflix shows enter that category, I'll probably end up doing that as well. Just so I've kind of got them. Like How would you like, buy the Netflix shows? Because they do come with features. Mm, okay. And, and and I like Daredevil that much that I would be like, yeah, I'll buy the... Yeah, I'll, I'll, buy give the I'll give you um, that, right? So over to Netflix, you've got Marvel's Daredevil, Marvel's Jessica Jones, Marvel's Luke Cage, Marvel's Iron Fist, Marvel's The Defenders. Each of those have got, uh, apart from The Defenders, each of those have got multiple series. And Marvel's The Punisher, which has one series and another series on its way. On Hulu, and this is one I really want to watch, and there is a second series um, in the running coming out later this year, Runaways I really freaking want to watch Runaways I hear it's good because I read some Runaways I liked what I read of Runaways and uh, you know the freaking um, shall we say uh, without saying too much uh, dinosaur element of it yeah. yeah yeah, that's apparently in there so I want to see that shit also James Masters is in the cast so that makes me happy yeah uh, on yeah, free form good. and if you're in the UK Amazon Prime Cloak and Dagger is out there. Yep. Uh More angsty, sort of sexy teen drama I've kind of thing. I have not really watched it, so I couldn't tell you. So those exist. Uh, and stuff that's in the pipeline, or not necessarily, we'll get to in just a sec, because um, there's also a uh, digital series. There was the very brief Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Slingshot, which I believe was, um, I think that was live action, and it was a mini spin out of... Yeah, it was a mini spin out of uh and the digital series revolves around a uh, mission rodriguez uh yo-yo rodriguez embarks on uh, before the events of the fourth season of Agent of shield so it's like a like a prequel yeah uh to uh, series four of agents of shield um now i didn't know about this one uh, news
1: fun stuff yeah uh that is for american current yeah.
0: digital affairs thing um oh is that times? oh Yay! it ties into the movies yeah, it, tie- yeah. it ties into uh Age of Ultron and Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, like th- even things like that. Fictional news sites are in there. Um, then, of course, there's the Marvel one-shots, which I
1: love. You've I love the one-shots.
0: Before, oh, I freaking love them. And this stopped in <laughs> 2014, and that was the last we saw of I've them. I've never
1: heard about these one-shots from you before and how great they are. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's so good. So, good. Um, so, like, uh, overseen by Louis Despacito, who is um, also, like, still... One of the we every every Marvel film you see is credits in the producer thing or consultants. Sorry, what's his name? Louis Desposito. Hmm. I don't know any Spanish, I'm not gonna sing along. <laughs> um but yeah, the first one's a consultant, which is pretty straightforward and it, it's it's our introduction to Sit Well, and it's um Sit Well and Coulson sit well, sit worse sitting in a diner, talking about how Fury uh wants to look into getting Blonsky. Um we don't need in to le- explain
1: the plots of all Yeah, these, yeah, but it's, just a, it's a cool... Let's like, no, just, but, but just breeze through
0: But basically, it's, it's a tie-in to... Uh, I think it's on the Thor... Yeah, it's on the Thor disc, and it's a tie-in yeah. to Incredible Hulk. And it's sort of it's very cheap, because it's just all they've shot new for it is them two in a diner yeah. on two days... Well, they've all, it's all been shot on the same day, obviously. And that's it. But it's an idea of, oh, here's some stuff that's going on alongside They're all
1: basically it. little shorts that flesh out the universe a bit. But yeah. if I'll... we explain the plots of each one of them, it'll actually take longer to explain the yeah. plots the of all plot of them than watch course. any of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, so let's yeah.
0: Just so, through them. so, funny thing happened another way, at Thor's Hammer is on Captain yeah. America. Item yeah. is the first one that's bigger and, and a bit more elaborate on um, the Avengers special features. Yeah. That is great and it's also the only one that does tie directly into shield yeah because two characters that appear in that then pop up later in shield yeah so it's like well done guys um agent carter then is on iron man 3 and that was they admitted afterwards this this was a backdoor pilot for agent carter show and it is it serves as a prequel to agent carter yes show like it's a little gap bridger um Okay. (laughs) okay (laughs) Ed <laughs> Capritch. Yeah, and then the best one, hands down, is "All Hail the King" on the special features of Thor: The Dark World, and it's phenomenal. And it's Ben Kingsley and what happened to Trevor Slattery. After would Iron you Land say Play. it's better than Thor: mm. The Dark World? I would say, if you haven't bought Thor: The Dark World yet for understandable reasons, it's worth the purchase
1: to get hold of "All Hail the King." So it should be all Hail the King with all the Dark Worlds. Featuring all the Dark games. World's a special right, okay. feature, cool, yeah. Cool. Um, but that's great.
0: As we were looking through this, because we were just trying to figure out like the release schedule of some stuff, we noticed three things have been mentioned. One of which, good sir, kind sir, yes. is Marvel's New Warriors, which we were aware of. Old Warriors, it's New Warriors. It's in production, and it is looking to be released uh, this year, but I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out next year, or maybe over Christmas as, a, as again. A gap bridger between um, between now and Captain Marvel. Um, new Warriors is based on the the comic book series New Warriors, the team New Warriors, who are like teenage superheroes who they've gone through different iterations, haven't they? But they're all basically. Are they going with they, the reality they, show angle? I don't know if they're going with the. Re- uh, the, the group cope to learn. The group. The young group learned to cope with their new abilities in a terrifying world. Uh, so no indications to whether or not they're going oh, with okay. the reality thing. But yeah, they are. Um, they they are a group of teenage superheroes who in various different things have happened with them, but one of the most significant was they had cameras following them around to be a reality show. Yeah, which in the comics was part of what kicked off the comic book version of Civil War in one of the most genuinely depressing and horrific <laughs> ideas that Marvel have ever put out in one of their big open event books.
1: Mark Miller had nothing to do with it, did it? <laughs> it was great though. It, yeah, yeah, it, was, it was pretty good. great. It was good.
0: Um, so the lineup for that as we've got is um, debris, microbe, speedball, night thrasher,
1: Mister Immortal. And Squirrel Girl. And I think Mr. Immortal and Squirrel Complete Girl's... Complete with tippy-toe. Yes. Mr. <laughs> Immortal and Squirrel Girl's inclusions, I think, mean that they're also going to incorporate some elements of the Great Lakes Avengers. Yes. which So I think this and is... And them being kind of bad uh, I think this
0: is... I think you know, even though Squirrel Girl is freaking OP as fuck in terms of uh. who she takes down... Yeah, but She's they've fucking been defeated. very... She's defeated Galactus. They've been very specific sort of... Comedy books Comedy books, yeah. But I think that's what they're going for with this. I uh, think it's a coming-of-age story told, yeah. through, told through a comedic lens. Yeah. Because Runaways is your coming-of-age story in a world where you find everything difficult and the world's all against you.
1: This is there. And here's what yeah. it's like when it's fun. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same two shows. Let's <laughs> hope
0: the speedball doesn't become penance. Oh, God. Um, anyway. <laughs> all right. Because right. um, that's an as fuck thing. Another one which we had heard about, I think we talked about this briefly, but we didn't realise how far they got. Was uh,
1: damage control. Yes! Uh, Marvel's I damage remember control. This, I remember rumblings about damage control.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, based on well, the. Especially um... in the wake of Rehire James Gunn. Ha ho! We'll be back after these messages. Rehire James Gunn.
0: It's based on uh, the Marvel Comics uh, organization, Damage Control, which is a cleanup crew. Yeah. So specifically, is when a big, like. If a city block gets taken out by the Abomination in a fight with a Hulk. Mm hmm. The police and authorities and fireworkers all show up to deal with it, and then as it's quietening down, another batch of people show up, and they cover it up and completely deal with it, pay off who needs to be paid off to keep sh- dumb, work with the authorities to be like ah we've got the legal agreement you can't talk about this thing and you can't yeah. talk about that thing oh god damn it you guys fantastic they- and then they spend the next couple of days literally in hard hats and shit. Getting rid of rubbish. They mention them in Homecoming, don't they? Homecoming sows the seed, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So this was apparently, it was ordered in October 2015 for a put pilot. And apparently the put pilot um, wasn't, it wasn't made but it was intended to then be aired at the end of 2016, start of 2017. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if the damage control bit at the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming wasn't there because they assumed that at least the pilot would have gone out there by now, because it's not—it's not. *Spider-Man: Homecoming* begins with um, Toombs' crew, yeah, because obviously that, off they Con Adrian Toombs into being a, yeah. an engineering guy who works for a, for clearing crews and wrecking crews, um, and that they they yeah, they they make it so that they get then this government appointed thingy, and I think you see it you're like someone says damage control. I think they, they show, show up and they're like, 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 we deal with this stuff, and, and yeah. they're funded by Stark Industries, and it's yeah. like that makes sense. Like Tony would sort of fund something like this, put money into it. Um, so it's established that it exists. We've just never really seen it. Yeah. Um, Shield have definitely filled that role a little bit because in Item Forty Seven, the one shot, we yeah. find out they cleared up all the Chitauri weaponry There's after the, the events of Avengers. Because Sit- Sitwell,
1: tr- is the plot of that is Sitwell's tracking down one gun, Item Forty Seven. That's They've missing. They've got the Thor the Dark World. Tie in in the Angel Shield series is them cleaning up in London. Yeah. Post okay. Thor the Dark World. Yeah. So,
0: like, there is damage control elements exist in the universe, but they were looking to do it. And I think it doesn't say here, but I, I will, because I think you would do more of a comedic series with that as well. Yeah. Because especially, it says here, the show follows. This was the, the statement the show follows the overworked, underpaid cleanup crew of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Who specialise in dealing with the aftermath of superhero conflicts, rescheduling events because of the conflicts, and retrieving lost items. So, Item 47 was probably also a backdoor pilot to get the put pilot. Yeah. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doing bits and pieces to do with Dark World and stuff will be touching on it as well. Yeah. But also, it sounds like it would have been a comedic. I'll tell you why I think this didn't go ahead. And I think we are having exactly the same thought. DC's show, which was called Powerless, Powerless, which was basically not clean up, but the same thing. It was the
1: insurance company who dealt with everything. Yeah, and
0: Powerless went out, didn't it? It was like a full series. It went that went out mostly, and then the rest of it. Yeah, I think the rest of it they petitioned to show it, and they did it on like a repeat night or something. They like showed it all one day, and they put like the last two on, or they put them on the home video
1: release or something. Yeah, Powerless Um... Uh, starring Vanessa Hudgens
0: and. Alan Tudjik wasn't yeah. it like it was a really good cast for a comedy
1: show Danny Pudi, uh other people
0: and it was a show set during not not set in a specific DC continuity no
1: because, because the Alan Tudjik character was a cousin of Bruce Wayne oh that's stupid yeah that's it really stupid, stupid. Um, it is it is really stupid that is really fucking stupid <laughs> it actually. is really stupid oh, he dresses up as Robin in one episode
0: no, that's funny, but that's funny if, if there wasn't a cinematic universe kind of thing going on in general or people going where's it set in the DC TV universe or the DC film universe yeah. Like if that wasn't existing powerless great idea absolutely brilliant idea yeah fantastic but it didn't do well and it was a mix of things wasn't it it was like audience reception and, and stuff like that it just didn't it didn't it just didn't but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what made Marvel put the the, the brakes on damage control yeah um, but that's not the only one.
1: There was one other show that we were really surprised to hear about. I remember hearing about this when it was in development. Mm. And I remember hearing about it when um, it didn't happen. But I'd actually completely forgotten about it until you brought it up again.
0: And a pilot was made.
1: Yes, it, it was. was I, remember, I remember the buzz about it at the time. Marvel's Most Wanted was an unaired American
0: television pilot Based on the Marvel Cinematic Universe versions of the characters Bobby Morse, so AKA Mockingbird, Mockingbird yeah. and Lance Hunter, a.k.a. Lance, Lance Hunter, <laughs> um, shared continuity of the films, and it was spinning out of the second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, um, So this would have been... Uh, The premise was given as thus. Ex-spies and ex-spouses Bobby Morse and Lance Hunter are on the run trying to uncover a conspiracy against them. With no help from S.H.I.E.L.D., the peacekeeping and spy agency that previously employed them, they enter into an uneasy partnership with rogue adventurer Dominic Fortune and his niece Christina Santos. So basically... Mockingbird's quite a prominent yeah. Marvel character in the comics. She's an oft used usually in
1: Super Team books. She's become stuff. more prominent since 2007. She was dead for a long yeah. time. But she's been
0: a player in Avengers books, yeah. New Avengers since books, Secret Invasion, that like. brought her
1: back into the mainstream, yeah. So
0: she would have been the hook for Marvel fans to be like, oh, Mockingbird's got her own show. The hook. Um, but it's also full of the characters that would make comic fans go, oh shit, it's them. Yeah, oh shit, yeah. it's them. Yeah, yeah. So, but it would be, and this is what made me feel intrigued about this, it'd be a Winter Soldier sort of deal. It would be an, an, an espionage and, and and thriller. Yeah. Sort of on the run kind of show. Yeah. Um, complete with, the, 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 they were cast, Adrian Palicki reprising a role as Bobby Morse, Nick Blood reprising a role as Lance Hunter. Very good. Delroy Lindo had been cast as Dominic Fortune and Fernanda Andrada had been classed as, uh, classed. cast as Christina Santos. But also, Oded Fair, who I absolutely adore. Um, he's mostly known for playing the the Medjay, Ardith Bay yeah, in the yeah. Mummy films. This was my first bus ride. Uh, Odin Fair. um, (laughs) Odin Fair uh, was listed as playing a well-known character from the comics who exudes a villainous charm and is a force to be reckoned with for Morse and Hunter.
1: Count Nefaria.
0: You think so? Yeah. Fuck that would. Oh my god, that's, (laughs) that's probably right. That is probably right. Um. But, it would be amazing. but the thing is, we don't know any more information about it than this, because ABC hold the hold the rights to it, and it turns out, by Jiminy. By Jiminy Greaves? Uh, t- its cinematic tie-ins would have been as thus. According to the Wikipedia source, on potential crossovers with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Bell said, this Bell is the one of the producers, um, Bell said, in March 2016, in reference to the way Hunter and Morse were written out of that series of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we just want to be clear, we're telling a different type of story, and in doing so, you don't want to be telling a story where you go. Why don't they call Coulson? He can fix this easily. Because that line has been severed. Uh, not that you can bring them back someday I have someone from SHIELD show up on this show, but it really is setting up a different part of the universe. Blood describe the situation as they're on their own, they make up their own rules, just turn the phones and airplane turn the phones to airplane mode and ignore calls from back home. So it is like, oh yeah, they they, they could get into Shield, but that would ruin the type of story we want to tell. They're on the lamb, that's what we're doing. Mm. So there's potential for crossover with other Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff, but this was essentially seen as spinning out of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Not picked up. On April 2016, Most Wanted was seen to be a no-brainer for a series pick-up by insiders. However, in early May, it was said to be cooling. Cooling! And, and not considered the lock it once was. At that time, the producers were prepping if-come orders, which is deals with the writers that will come into effect in the, period, in the event the pilot is picked up. On May 12th, 2016, the pilot... So not even a month later, the pilot was passed on by ABC um, with uh, production successor, uh, Channing Dungie, uh, explaining that Most Wanted did not feel as strong as some of the other pilots that we shot. So there oh. were more. Oh, yeah. Now, that's ABC related. but That's but, ABC but, pilots, but they not could, Marvel pilots. They could have been Marvel. It no, could be that they didn't announce uh, stuff. We talked about it with Marvel and we all came to an agreement that we want to figure out what the next show is and do that together. And is it something that we all feel as creatively strong as can be?
1: Well, that was in humans, so that went well. Yep.
0: Well, that, then again, that was reappropriated into a TV show. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, Dungie said that ABC was open to the series being shot to another network if Marvel found another home for it. So it's not dead, but then Jeff Loeb acknowledged this possibility, but said the series was designed to do a very specific thing alongside S.H.I.E.L.D. on ABC. Um, and as recently as June this year, Jeff Loeb indicated that Marvel did not have the ability to release the pilot. Of course, people said, well, yeah. it's not going ahead. Could the pilot just be put like on put on, on, on on Netflix or something, or, yeah. or on ABC Or on Disney's or, streaming on, service. On, yeah, yeah, or, or like on, <laughs> on Hulu or stuff. These are the characters yeah. you has got deals with. Marvel don't have the ability to greenlight that as the potential release is controlled to I... this day by ABC. So it's probably, it's probably someone at ABC isn't going... Isn't going, oh, oh yeah, no shit, here you go. Here's my signature, yeah, you put it
1: out, whatever, I'll, fine. Uh, I'll have a sniff around online and see if it's been leaked anywhere. Madam. I'll have a sniff around. It could have been. I don't think it has, because I'm sure we would have heard about it. It's entirely possible, but though. I'll, uh, I'll have a sniff. Dirty bugger. I'll have a sniff. <laughs> and on that note, of me having a, a sniff, um, let's have a sniff of what we're going to be doing next week. No!
0: Yeah right, fair enough.
1: So basically, Chris is going to be away for a couple of weeks.
0: No, I'm not. We'll definitely be on the microphone every week. Don't be daft. We um, just we just want to live in a bubble and not talk about current stories for a bit. Yeah, Chris is going away. Why are you going away, Chris? Um, I don't know. I'll Getting some shoes rehealed or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking for someone to get my gable Endry repointed. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to get you qu- know. No, I'm uh, I'm I'm going uh, Florida to uh, become a big boy. <laughs> Yeah, well if you eat the Florida
1: food that'll happen.
0: Yeah, that's true. Oh, don't. Oh, don't, right. So but I <laughs> So I'm getting married next week and um as part of that because we've been on a really sort of stricter food regime uh, yeah. along the way yeah, yeah. and we've been gymming like crazy. Yeah, like yeah. I I have I kind of have biceps now. They're not... You always had not, biceps. No, but, years. like, they're not pronounced. But, like, when I do with... That, I'm not going to do it. No, it's it pronounced kept. Like, it looks vain as fuck. But when I do with... When I tense my arm now, a, a shape appears that was not there in January. <laughs> so, I mean, look, right, there's my arm. No, I, I get you. Yeah.
1: That. yeah. There's
0: that. Where the fuck did that could from? get guns, son. It's great. And, but also, like, my physical fitness has improved a bit because of it. Like, That'll happen. It's great. And and we did it because we were like, oh, when it gets to in time, we kind of, like, want to just sort of be fit and healthy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not particularly unhappy with my body or the way I look. I'm quite content with how I am because it, it just is what it is. Um, but at the same time, Lou wanted to do it and I was like, do you know what? I'm going to do, do it alongside you. May as well. That's not going to hurt Let's it. do it. And, and, be, and because of that, I've just enjoyed the physical fitness change. I'm not really fussed about weight loss. i just like, yeah, I feel fitter.
1: Physical fitness.
0: Like my part time of the last few months. I would not have been able to have lift all that freaking beer and shit as yeah, well as I did true. had I not been gymming. Um, but anyway, but because of that, When we get to America next Monday, Mm. Lou and I are purposely not eating anything big or delicious for five days. Nothing delicious. So that when it comes to Friday, Mm. we can get into our wedding outfits without a problem. (laughs) Because we fit them now, but imagine if we binged for four days before we had to put them on. Oh, mate. So, and not only that, yeah, the pool... Behind the the villa we're staying in, the pool. we yeah, have got a little pool, a the little pool. Little our villa, a little pool. Yeah, we're not going to be having fun in that pool for four days. We we're going to we're be swimming laps in, in that pool for four there days. There is a gym on site at the resort that is part of our thingy. Oh so yeah, we, for, the first four t- <laughs> for the first four days, when we're getting up in the morning, we're going to be hitting the gym at like six AM
1: Could for get an that hour. Last minute contouring, yeah, last minute body sculpting,
0: yeah. And it, that is a really depressing thought. Because yeah. Because we're there for two weeks and the majority of the first week is the run up to the wedding day. And we're not gonna be indulging in the amazing food and drink that is out
1: there. No, that comes after the wedding. That's yeah. You've got well, to save yourself for the wedding, Chris. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. Week two. Holy oh! shit. Holy shit, am I eating all of the things? Shit is going down. It's gonna be like 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 Friday. Friday we're getting married in the morning. Yep. Yeah. And then Saturday, Lou and, I, Lou and I basically have sort of like a mini honeymoon period of just on our own without the family that are there on the Thursday night, the Friday night, night, I guess, it's obviously like Friday the evening, Friday night together. Night, yeah. uh, Saturday and Sunday till the evening, uh, staying on our own hotel and stuff and all that. Yeah. Um, as part of that, um, on the Saturday, we're going to Volcano Bay. Oh no, the Sunday morning, we're going to Volcano Bay, which is Universal uh, Big Water Park Resort. Yeah, yeah. Friday morning, I want to look as trim as as I've ever looked in my life. Yeah, because you're Sunday be morning, trunks all yeah, day. Yeah. Sunday morning, I want to look like Snorlax in a speedo. <laughs> I want to spend Friday and Saturday just gorging myself on delicious mm, food. Delicious food. So I can't wait for that part. But anyway, so that's why the um, Big Damn Cast is cancelled. This is the last episode. Guys. Yeah, no. Uh, no um, basically, you've been emailing. In it's, the in lot. The you can't it's in the vows. You can't do it. It's <laughs> in the vows. Yeah, it's just special. Sure. I did, yeah uh, I take this ladies my lovely wife, under the condition that I don't talk about shit on the podcast anymore. No, ever again. So because of that, I'm not here next week or the week after. Yes, but the podcast is. Yes, and not only that, it's with me. It's with Chris. Yeah, guys, if you're wondering why your emails aren't being read right out the next couple of weeks. Is because they're pre-recorded episodes. Yeah. But they'll be on time, and they'll be juicy, and they'll
1: be on SoundCloud, Nitro, well, well,
0: and YouTube, just like you like them. The next
1: episode you hear will be a big email catch-up because we've been banking them. Yeah, because the last so. few
0: weeks, we've, been, again, just schedules and, and work and everything. Yeah. It's been tough to do the emails, and you've got sent some brilliant emails, and we always go off on tangents, and it always takes us into four-hour-long territory of chatting away. <laughs> so next week's episode is going to be <laughs> an email special yes um, so even if you've not sent an email in stick around because you know you want to hear us debate weird shit like stick around what's your favourite episode of Red Dwarf and why is it better than your least favourite episode of Dark Galactica or some shit like that yes you know
1: what sort of shit you send in I know what you're like
0: it's an email special next week boyos and girlos yes so we'll
1: be we'll be going through the backlog of emails then week after well you we have to wait. We've not have dis- we've, we've not decided yet no <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we've got a couple of days to figure that out. Yeah, we okay. We've got to that tomorrow or Friday? Friday, isn't it? I have a question, Christopher. Yes. Do you get back before Sunday, October the 7th? I do. We are...
0: No. No, I get back on um, early Tuesday the 9th. Yes. So we're going to get together on Wednesday the 10th
1: to record an episode. Okay. It's going to be the jet lag special. Is there anything we might want to talk about in particular on that, on that episode that comes post Sunday, October the 7th? Uh, wait what no sort of no sort of television event uh, oh no I think it's safe to say that we're going to, be <laughs> to I think it's safe to say we're going to be to,
0: if you want to hear our thoughts on on, on well, the woman who my to thoughts
1: Earth, and a jet lagged man's thoughts yeah then it'll be that week so I don't mean, worry I would hope yeah. don't, don't worry ladies and
0: gentlemen but, I mean we were thinking about it we were like will we will we we'll be, be, be back well we fly on the Monday night
1: Monday so we're gonna,
0: Yeah, we're going to be in America time. So, like, by the time we get back here, it's, like, early Tuesday morning. Yeah.
1: So... That's y- going to fucking bake your
0: noodle, in it? Yeah, it's going to screw in my brain. But, 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 and it's a big but, um, that means we're all going to be pretty much packed on Sunday. Yeah. Because we have to drop our bags off at, uh, I think it's Disney Springs is where we're doing it, we drop the bags off for air carry on the Monday morning, so that we then have, like, five or six hours to do whatever we want before we go to the airport, so we're probably going to, like, head back to one more park and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um... So, because of that, we'll all be packed and ready on the Sunday night. So, Lucy and I might sit in front of the TV at eight PM Eastern Seaboard time to watch Doctor Who on BBC America. Maybe we don't know. It's a simulcast, isn't it? Uh, no, no, it goes out like later in the oh, okay. Okay. Um but for for America time. But yeah, so we might do that. Or we might, save, um, we might save it for the morning when we get back Like sit down and have like a bacon sandwich and, and a proper cup of tea and watch Doctor Who. So, I
1: hope it's good. Yeah, I really hope I bet I've I've got be my good. fingers crossed man. Be my fingers are so crossed. I'm um, so jazzed. But I'll tell you what else is jazzed. Us, because we're going to stop recording this now and get something to eat. Yay! Um, and then we're going to go through your emails in next week's episode, which we're recording today. Don't think about it! Don't think! But think about this.
0: If Minnie's a mouse. Yes. And Mickey's a mouse. Yes. Donald's a duck. Yes. Goofy's a dog. Yes. Why is Pluto just a dog? Ah! Ah.